0: Welcome to Everyday Androvian. Uh, My name's Josh. Hello, I'm Jonathan. That's Jonathan. Um, And we are joined today by a special guest here in the uh, socially distant office studio. Uh, Someone who uh, you might be familiar with if you were streaming along with our Easter services. Uh, because he told us a bit of his story on uh those Easter services uh through a video uh we've got Bo with us. Hello Bo. Kere hey. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Nice to be here. Uh you're looking up at uh the wall of uh early church fathers. Yes, ex-ministers of St Andrew's looking down on us. Does it freak you out or does it comfort you? Oh, neither. It sort of looks like the the liberal party
1: um <laughs> room uh, but no, obviously no Malcolm Fraser but uh, yeah it's certainly you can see it's running in chronological order
2: I'm curious as to why we don't have any colour photos do you know what I mean like it goes into the modern era uh, modern era you know kind of 70s 80s 90s whatever and they're all still black and white they're all monochrome
0: yeah I guess they just thought we got to stick with this theme mm. sepia lovers yeah. black and white lovers uh, Bo you shared a bit on the video um, over Easter um, about your last year and about your life. If people weren't watching our Easter services, can you just give a bit of a summary? Who are you and how come you're here today? Well, I'm here because you asked me.
1: Uh, but yeah, look, I um, I live locally. I live just over the road from St. Andrews as it happens. And, and uh, a- as I shared on that uh, Easter video, I came to the church almost... By accident about a year ago with my kids and um yeah that was a return to me uh for, for return to church for me for that had been probably a 25 year gap mm-hmm. um and yeah i came back and um yeah it was funny it, it um it felt pretty comfortable um and but I was really in a sense here for the kids I've been living on this street for seven years and I kept thinking yeah maybe I'll go to a service one day but but I I never did until a conversation with my wife prompted me to come um but uh, as it turns out she she didn't want to join me um but yeah we came over and and got a really warm welcome.
0: So you mentioned in the video that there were a few things that you were reading and listening to around the time that the the gospel kind of hit you. You mentioned some podcasts, some books, a couple of sermons. Can can you just go into a little more detail about, you know, what what those things were and what it was about them that really made sense to you?
1: Yeah, well I guess the the, the first thing that I started reading was Mark's gospel and um I I started that as a consequence of doing that uh, Christianity explored course and you know, but by that by the time I did that I'd sort of been I'd been attending services here for a couple of months, um, and hearing the message of the gospel and uh, and prior to picking it up, I sort of took took upon me to, to take the prayer that had been suggested, which is that I ask God to reveal himself to me as I read this stuff, you know, but, but really I didn't necessarily have any expectation of hearing him. Um, but you know i took that prayer and I, and i and i read it and um yeah the the person of christ really was i had a different experience of christ in in reading that um and and that sort of spurred me to start going and reading everything i could get my hands on you know and i was i was listening to sermon after sermon i went and read that amazing book mere christianity by uh, cs lewis mm. and um and then I picked up, and then Pete Tong actually gave me a book, A Fresh Start by John Chapman, which was which was really useful and sort of spoke right to where I was at in sort of looking at this stuff. It was, um, I don't know, it was sort of comfortable and familiar in one sense and really uncomfortable in another sense. You know, I'd spent 25 years, really my adult life, uh, trying to ignore God, um, and, and that, kind of worked for a while, if I'm honest, Um, and it wasn't comfortable for me when the idea of God returned, Um, but I'd found myself here, you know, I'd found myself in the back pew of this church, I'd been asked to go and take this course, I'd I'd sort of tried to approach it with an open mind, as silly as it sort of felt, you know, it's... Walking over the road on a Sunday morning, dressed for church with my kids was nice coming in here, listening to a sermon, having a cup of tea, and going home is nice on a Thursday evening or a Wednesday evening or whatever it was when the when the course was run mm. there 's a different feel walking mm. down through Waronga to someone else 's house. And walking in and sitting with six people and discussing this, the material, Mm -hmm. um, it feels different and it feels, it jars a little bit. It doesn't feel, there's a degree of anonymity, which you can have just sitting in a pew amongst others, Mm -hmm. even though people here are kind and they reach out and they ask you gentle but probing questions. Um, It's different on a Wednesday night. And so, but I, I tried to approach this stuff with an open mind and... Did it, and I also, I mean, if, if you tell me to do something more often than not, like, I'll, I'll do it. You know, in the back of that book um, for Christianity Explored, it said, read this, don't, you could sit down and read this all in an hour, mm. but don't do that, mm. you know? Like, our recommendation is read it bit by bit by bit. And actually, that's, I tried to follow that and 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 did the same thing. And and actually, subsequently, I've been reading a lot more scripture and, my experience is sort of the same thing you know like i i read all of axe while i was on a boat last year on a boat on a boat
2: And um, would have enhanced the boat passages in axe i think you,
1: you'd think so but i suffer from um motion sickness oh. uh so I, I don't know i didn't take it in i came back and pete sort of said what did you think and I don't know, I gave him some comments because I felt like I needed to give him some comments, but I'm reading it again, and I'm following along at the moment. Andrew is doing yeah. a chapter a day and um oh yes, on the Facebook group it's really good, yeah I mean you know the commentary is good, it's nice to be reading stuff along with other people, and it's nice to take that, pray, read it mm. Wait for you know, wait for someone else's comments, read that again, go back and have another look and, and let it sit. And sometimes I find myself thinking, Oh, I wonder what happens next. You know, this is action packed stuff.
0: Mm-hmm-hmm.
1: But I'm having a better experience of that, um, reading it in
0: that way. Yes. I don't know what happened on that boat. Mm. Don't read it on a boat. And read it in small chunks so you can digest it and really get into that, that chunk. Yeah. Of text.
1: And and look, my my wonderful wife who's who's not always um uh our her relationship with my faith has been mixed. And uh, it was funny because sometimes I'd be sitting on the boat, you know, and I'd, I'd have my iPhone out and I was reading that. And she'd, what are you reading? And then she'd come over and have a, oh. <laughs> so I was sort More of reading Bible. it in private, you know, like trying to sneak away and have a, have a bit of a read through this thing. But for whatever reason, um, my experience of it, reading it in the way that I am now has been a better one. Mm.
2: I was, uh, thanks for that, but I was really, uh, I like how there are so many inputs and just in the way that you recount what was, what was going on in you becoming a Christian. Um, like there's just so much to take in and, and usually just doesn't happen sort of privately. There's lots of other people involved in the um, process. I'm, I'm interested in, in you becoming a Christian and then sort of what changes with other people. Um, both um, maybe friends or family who are believers, and and maybe friends and family who aren't believers. What, what, how, how did this change your relationships?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. I was thinking about that because you sent me a text a day ago <laughs> that asked me that question and consider it. Um, and this is this is a this is the biggest thing that's ever happened to me is this thing. Mm-hmm. It has changed the way in which I see the world. But here's the interesting thing that I realized. Like, I'm still going around in this old bow disguise, you know? Because if you look at me, I look the same. I live the same. I live with the same people. I do the same things. Mm. And I feel a transformative effect of this thing. Mm. Um, And it's... My relationship with others does change but i have been considering this question of the disguise you know because sometimes the disguise is so good that it even fools me mm. and so I, i've been considering this question of you know like i've s- spoken to some of my friends you know close friends to say and i've got other close friends with whom i haven't spoken and unless they're subscribers to this podcast currently <laughs> assume <laughs> they is- are bo yeah just people, assume. people assume. often
0: wonder who's listening and we think it's safest just to assume that whoever you think is listening
1: So, look, I picked it up. I've got, you know, I come from a largely, well, I come from a Christian family. You know, I grew up Mm -hmm. going to church every week. My mother is a committed Christian woman. My big sister, a wonderful Christian woman. And um, my relationship with them is much changed. Like, I've loved them. I always love them, you know, and I love speaking with them and I love spending time with them. But it adds a, not just a new dimension, but a really powerful new dimension, yeah. a different
2: aspect. Can you and go into that a bit more? Like, how does it make it more powerful?
1: I don't know. I mean, I'd hate to break COVID confidentiality, but <laughs> I went and I basically confected a trip to Bunnings uh, last weekend in order that I could go and visit with my sister um, and... There are Bunnings closer to us than the Bunnings I went to, which is close But you didn't to tell
2: the cops that, did you? Not a word. Bunnings
1: yeah. is essential. Bunnings I is lied essential. through my teeth. I, um, but I called her and said, look, I'm going to Bunnings near you and, um, and I can come over. And she said, I'll put the kettle on. I said, I'll bring my own drinks. I'll bring we my own kettle. <laughs> we went and just sat at the back and lay on the grass and we talked about stuff, about faith, about family, about gardens, about life. Mm. Um, and... Yeah, it's comfortable talking with her about it, and um, but even when we're not speaking on matters that, that you would sort of say are faith-based matters, for me, our relationship feels different, mm. um, and you know that's that's really wonderful. Um, you know, I've got other, I've got a couple of friends who are a school family; kids go to school with my um, with my children. And you know they're just wonderful Christian people that my wife and I have known, and we really love them um and it's added a really different dimension to that friendship um which is which has been wonderful um I, I hard to talk in specifics other than to say it's 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 meaningful to me and encouraging and supportive mm. um are there
2: any um if you don't mind sharing have there been any say friends? Even even close friends who've maybe found the adjustment a little bit difficult or strange, or yeah look probably my my closest mate
1: uh, and I spoke to him about it a little while ago and and we've been having a just a backward and forward conversation which has been you know it's it's been pretty good natured um but it came as a surprise to him and um yeah we've we've just been discussing the um arguments for and against and and running some um reverse book clubs where he gives me a book and I give him a book so <laughs> I I gave him Reason for God he gave me God Delusion um <laughs> he's uh yeah he's a uh, yeah tr- tricky fella uh recalcitrant beggar and um <laughs> and he's you know he, he's fumbling his way through the first couple of chapters and so am I um
0: but do you, yeah. do you see your old self in him like is no, that no he's a truly terrible person oh, right <laughs> if he's listening a big big shout out uh, oh, sorry uh, <laughs> uh, assume he's
2: listening well he will be when I send the link <laughs> <laughs> no no but I mean
0: can you see the things that he's finding difficult with Christianity are they some of the things that you yourself um, found to be barriers when when you're thinking about this previously um I think think for, for, and not not to
1: share too much of his story but he's he spent time in uh, children's hospitals um and you know i think there's a lot of common objections that people have to christianity and i've i've dealt with a, dealt with i've received a lot of them from him and from my wife and from others mm. and um they're not necessarily the objections that i had um i think Yeah, I think I was always running from the fact that I knew it was true, you know, but it was, it wasn't convenient to me. Um, I didn't Mm. necessarily form all of that, Mm. but it became much clearer for me, much simpler for me or more comfortable to, um, ignore it. Mm. Um, and you know, I, I remember the day, you know, I was, I was 18 years of age and I was sitting with some other friends and, uh. Discussing this stuff with them, and they said, "Oh, you don't need to worry; it's all BS," you know. And um, and I thought, well, I'm not sure it is, but I'm going to run with that for a little while and just see how it goes, you right. know. And 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 flash forward—that's that's that's where I—that's what I ran on.
2: So if we could um, sort of burrow down then into more of the, the personal. So we've spoken about your relationships with other people, how that's changed. What, what what sort of internal changes do you reckon have have taken place um, for you?
1: I, I, I guess the process of me looking at this stuff and coming to uh, and and coming to an understanding that yep, this is I think this is true. You know, happened. Ahead of me doing something about it. Yeah, right. I sat on that little thing for a while, you know. And you, you, and part of the listening to podcasts and listening to sermons and and reading books was sort of, I'm like, okay, well, I'm here. I'm here. I'm sitting the, you know, I'm sitting at the train station. I don't know if this if this metaphor works, but uh, keep going with it. Get on the train, you know, or or um, you know, if you've decided you want to go somewhere, you're at the train station. Mm. You know, buy the ticket, get on, Mm. or. Go get the bus. I don't know, what, you know whether this all works, but... Um,
2: <laughs> There's movement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is embarrassing. <laughs> I've forgotten the question. Change, change, kind of like, yeah, at the personal level. You spoke about transformation, and well, I just want yes, to kind of and get I a bit guess more then specific.
1: It was, I came to have an understanding of my own sin. Right. And then in 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 doing that and and sitting at that train station for a long time before I bought a ticket, then buying a ticket and getting on, and then you're on the train, and you're thinking, well, what happens next you know um i don't know mm-hmm. um and and then what was curious to me was in 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 that book which um which Pete had given me, it kind of talked about the person who's in my situation and and it talked about some of the i don't know if you call it errors but the 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 sort of feelings that that person might have in terms of then you you carry on committing sin and then you feel dis you know you feel um what's the opposite of encouraged discouraged mm. by this and you think what's well what's going on and I thought well that's a bit silly for that guy you know but then I went through that process myself. Yeah. Mm. Um, and yeah look I guess I can, you know, my my if if I had been able to articulate my sense of my feelings about God's grace 12 or six months ago, and if I was able to articulate them today, they wouldn't sound the same. You know, it's it feels fuller, I feel more impacted by it. Um, and but consequently, I guess what I'm trying to do is turn to God so that my heart is changed because I can't of my own will change my behavior. Mm. You know, I'll keep doing this stuff. Um, and and I won't even see some of it, you know, but this this idea, when I was reading in Romans, uh, I think about you know the flesh and the spirit um this is this is sort of amazing stuff because left to my own devices it's just flesh yeah and and I get a better understanding of what that flesh is, you know um and then. Without realizing, I think I can see some heart change in my life. And it would be hard for me to say what those things are, partly out of um, embarrassment about what they might be, but partly because some of it doesn't even feel necessarily tangible. Yeah. It really is just heart stuff.
0: Yeah. Mm. That phrase you used earlier, the old bow disguise, you're walking around. It's a convincing disguise. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, like, um, I think that's a nice description of what what happens when you become a Christian. You become new inside you, because you're you, you're you're in Christ. Then, but then you're a new creation. But then that takes a while to work its way out through your old habits and your old um, yeah relationships and all the things that you used to do. How do you? I guess how do you see that? What what do you see as the future for that disguise? And have you seen the disguise changing? What what um what do you think the process will be there? I think it's in eyes. I mean, not necessarily in the
1: eyes, but the light that comes from the eyes of folk who've got peace. Mm. You know, this idea of a peace that passes all understanding. I want the peace, you know, and, and that, I think, is the thing which breaks down. I mean, the disguise, I guess, is almost a joke in that, you know, just the, the, the same guy doing the same things. But I also have to wrestle with an idea of, well, what does what does discipleship really mean what does it mean to follow christ you know and that's for me both an exciting and a daunting idea particularly as i don't know what that necessarily looks like mm-hmm. um you know i don't know what those what those choices look like um and yeah i mean talking about sharing this thing with with other folk i guess one of the things i've wondered about is you know at what point is not sharing it, you know, denying Christ. What it talks about in Matthew is not just about someone saying to you, "Are you a Christian?" and you saying, "No." Mm. It's it's more than that. It's it's not sharing that at the appropriate time. Mm. Um,
2: yeah, you use the word discipleship, which I think is a a, a a powerful word because it's how we follow Jesus, what we learn, how we become more like Him in in thought. In our, in our words and in our actions. I'm, I'm curious about what you've been learning and what you've been encouraged by. You're, um, you're, just, you're consuming books and podcasts. It's great. You really want to learn. And I'm, I'd love to tap in on some of your thoughts. But what's been encouraging you lately? I picked up,
1: I, I read, uh, I was listening to the podcast "Underception," John Dixon's podcast this week. And he interviewed this woman whose name is not Fiona McLaughlin, but it's something else McLaughlin. Rachel? Could be. Maybe. Rebecca. Rebecca. And she's written a book <laughs> called Confronting Christianity, 12 Hard Questions for the World's Largest Faith. And, uh, and that has all the questions that you imagine, you know, all the same questions that I think Keller addressed in Reason for God. And um, he, I think Dixon says, you know, this is sort of doing what Keller sought to do in this, but, but she's doing it better. Wow. And I thought, well, it's a big call. That's massive. It's a big call for me, you know, yeah. because I've listened to that one. <laughs> I've listened to more uh, Keller sermons than I have, for example, you know, Reese or Tong sermons. Yeah. Um, anyway,
0: it's um, so. Have you, read, have you read the book? Well, I went and got the audio book. Right, and how is it? Amazing. You, so, would you say it's it's better than Keller? For me, I found it, I was, uh, I think this is a better
1: book. Wow. For me. So for a guy sitting where I am. And for me, I'm more interested to put this, I'm in the same book swap with my wife. Mm. Um, and uh, I'd already swapped a book with her. Or you can't say swap because she didn't have one to give me back. <laughs> um, I've given a book to her and that was reason for God. She hasn't read it. Yeah. Uh, and so I'd really like to replace this one. Um, yeah, and I probably will.
2: So so what is it in this? Re- Becca McLaughlin book that is in- in- encouraging you. How, how is it informing you about what it is to be a Christian?
1: There was, uh, it was, there was some obvious intellectual rigor that's gone into what she's put together here. And it addressed things in a way, some of which wasn't relevant to me. You know, this was this woman who is living in Boston, I think. And she is a same-sex attracted woman and she deals with, and for me, issues around same-sex attraction were a challenge for me to get my head around in addressing this stuff. Mm. Um, mm. And her the way in which that was dealt with, to me, was really interesting. But I went out, I listened to it all yesterday, and I went out for a bike ride and, and listened just with one ear for safety. Um, And she was addressing, and I can't do it justice, but she was talking about the idea of um, fatherhood, you know, human fatherhood versus um, the fatherhood of of God, um, and brought me to tears listening to this thing, Mm. you know, just amazing. Uh, But I'm not sure that I can really say why, but certainly I found her really... Compelling and inspiring, and insightful and convicting. It's uh, it's a really it's a really great book.
0: Um, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I find your story uh, and your honesty and your courage so encouraging, and it's great to hear your 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 depth of thought and the way you're really kind of wrestling through each of the issues um, as they as they come at you. Um, so it's wonderful having you part of our church. Thank you so much for being on Everyday Androvian. Thanks, Bo. Thanks, guys. Great to be here.
2: The theme music is by Neo Rose.